All right, here we go. Hour number two of the radio program. Puck and gas with you from the Carter Volkswagen studio. The time is finally here. More text rolling in. Who our brand new co-host could be. Sam Atkins getting a vote. Someone wants to bring Tom Cable back. What time Calling is me it, a project. by the way? Is it 11 o'clock sharp? It's 11.02. Uh-huh. All right, so we were two minutes late, 11 a.m. sharp, but it's usually better than... than we are most days. But, like, if we were in the military or something, we'd be botching things right and left for our inability to get right on time. <laughs> well, yeah. I we're mean, not, thankfully. We're not in the military. Right. All right. We have we have held this. We've kept this a secret for months. And uh, I, I know for myself, uh, super excited about this. But I, I've almost blown this about four times when we first announced this way back in the day. And then uh, I almost blew it today because I looked out at my show notes. Uh, Gas has, has done a great job of keeping a secret. Everyone has. So everyone's got an idea of who it is. He's on hold right now, right now on line one. So before we bring him on, uh, we'll give you just a small little teaser. Need to get to the 19-yard line, and the ball is out. And on it is Seattle. Ruled a fumble and recovery. Cliff Averill, sack fumble. Ball's out. Recovered. Inside the 10. Well, Cliff Averill, he's able to get by Anthony Davis at right tackle, and he's the one who gets it loose. Tannehill. Devoured! Thrown down in the end zone! It's over. Cliff Averill. over. So here we go. So he joins us now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Our brand-new co-host will start later in the summer. We tried to get Michael Bennett. He said no, so we said, how about Cliff Averill? And Cliff Averill said, I guess so, but how long do I have to work with you? I said, well, you know, maybe a couple months before you get sick of me. And he said, okay, we'll give it a couple months, and then I'll I'll join you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, our brand-new co-host, number one in your hearts, number 56 in your program, Cliff Averill. Hi, Cliff. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? We are we are doing great. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, uh, I want to congratulate you because – I finally have a meal ticket and a reason why Purple Sheet will keep me around here for many more months because I'm going to nickname you now. Uh, I'm going to nickname you my, my security blanket because uh, okay, well, my 401k. Okay. As long as you're here, I'm going to be fine. Oh, hey, we need each other in this, so we'll, we'll be good. We'll be all right. Well, tell us uh, tell us everything that, that kind of happened uh, leading up to this decision for you, Cliff, in terms of what just happened here this past week by uh, with the Seahawks and then kind of what has led you uh, into this decision uh, to join us here on the dark side on Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> the dark side, wow. <laughs> oh, you know, just, just going through the injury and understanding where, where you know, my, my situation might end up and understanding that, you know, my career could possibly be over with due to the injury or, or understanding that, you know, football is just a violent sport and, you know, being able to play 10 years knock on wood, no huge injuries outside of this one. You know, I've been blessed. But also just knowing that the city of Seattle, regardless of what was going to happen, if I was going to play again, I would have loved for it to be in Seattle, nowhere else. Um, and if I'm not, I'm going to relocate and stay in Seattle. So uh, it's looking like that that's a high possibility. And, you know, having this opportunity to get on air and, and being able to talk to the 12s day in and day out, talk about football, talk about sports, something I like to do. 
And, um, you know, I think it is just a good transition, a good, fun thing to be able to be a part of. Now, again, uh, Cliff Averill is joining us. He'll, he'll be our, our, our brand-new member here at the radio station. Uh, my co-host starting a, a little bit later in the summer. We'll explain why uh, it's happening in, the, in July. Uh, but we are happy. We're, everyone here, beyond excited uh, to announce that Cliff Averill will be joining the radio station. He'll be joining me sitting in here, my security blanket from uh, 10 to 1. My 401K is what I'm going to start calling you because I can't, they can't get rid. Well, they could get rid of me, but they'd have to keep you. So You're so expendable now with oh, April in the hot seat. Are you kidding? No, Extremely no, no, no. expendable. We're in this together. Let's go back to, to the announcement that happened. And I know that the future is still, I mean, you're joining us, obviously, starting in July. But go back to, to the announcement last week. You and I were, kind of, we're, we were talking, going back and forth. I, I would expect, Cliff, I mean, you know, a guy who has been playing football and sports his entire life. And we were talking about this with Ichiro, Gas and I, about how hard it is to kind of walk away from sports. I mean, you always hear guys all the time talk about how, listen, I, I, I miss the sport, but I miss, you know, on the bus rides. I miss the, you know, yeah, hanging out in the locker room. Yeah, what about... The announcement, uh, you know, last week when you finally, when the Seahawks came out, you wrote the terrific uh, piece in the Players' Tribune. I, I would imagine it, it's bittersweet for you to step away. Very, very, very uh, bittersweet. You know, uh, you look back and you, you think about all the different things that I was able to accomplish over the last five years, from the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, you know, all the different things that we do in the community, different things like that, you know, and just having that platform to be able to do it. Uh, has been great. And, you know, having the 12s behind you, uh, which are some of the best fans, uh, and I really mean that when I say it. But also um, just understanding that, you know, someday this this ride is, was going to or is going to have to end anyways. I'm 32 years old. Uh, you know, I would love to keep playing. But at the same time, you know, you got to kind of have a, a backup plan just in case things don't work out. And, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Cliff, when it first came down, what was I mean? What were the emotions? I mean, were, were there tears? I mean, you're you're obviously doing the right thing. I mean, if, if I'm reading all this right, and I think you know, they've indicated to you, look, it, it'd be really dangerous for you to go out and try again, and you've got a whole life ahead of you, and you've got great things you're already doing. But what were mm-hmm. were there were there tears? What were the emotions like when you accepted? Okay, I'm 32. My body, you know, my body's telling me it's over. What what was that like? It, it's difficult because it, it, I mean, for the most part. You know, I've basically been doing this my whole life, you know, for half half my life at least, you know. So just giving something up like that is difficult, you know, and and just being in a structured environment. And from my understanding, most guys, it's not necessarily playing the game that they have issues with. It's it's the camaraderie. It's like you said, the bus rides, the, the, you know, the joking around, the locker room, all those different things. But I feel like, me being a part of it last year, you know, I got hurt so early in the season, but I stuck, I stuck around for those reasons. And, and, you know, it kind of, I've, I've had time to kind of accept if this was the end of it, I've kind of had time to do that and try to set myself up to, to do other things as well. Um, so I didn't cry about it. it. The initial part of it was the injury that kind of forced the, the, the thought process of, Hey, this might be over with that initial, you know, first two, three weeks of it was difficult. But outside of that, though, you know, I've, I've had my family, everybody else, you know, my mom is extremely excited that, you know, football might actually be over with because she, she just struggles with that whole mm. thing on Sundays and all wow. that stuff. So it, it's been a transition, but, you know, I'm accepting it. I'm embracing it. When you uh, go, I want to, I think we've talked about this before. And again, Cliff Averill is joining us. Uh, he'll be joining my, myself later this summer, our brand new uh, co-host here on the radio program, uh, 10 to 1. 
Uh, and, of course, they're joining our family as well. You're going to hear them all over the radio uh, starting later this summer, so we couldn't be uh, happier uh, for that announcement today. Uh, we'll get to all the other things that you're going to need to know about the radio station here, Cliff, and also about the uh, I can't wait for you to come in for the very first time and have to go uh, through what gas had to go through a few months ago of all the things you need to do on the computer to register to be an official iHeartMedia employee. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, just bring um, bring a cot. Bring uh, some snacks that feed you for for a few days because that's how long it will take. Because he's a big star, they're gonna have somebody help him. I mean, that's with true. me, they're just like they dump it. Look, yes, just take care of this. Figure this out. Actually, we have a guy here, Cliff, and you'll you're gonna I think immediately love him initially. Uh, his name's Niner Nate. We're gonna put Niner Nate in charge of of registering, doing everything for you. You just give him all of your information, and we're gonna make Nate. He's kind of low guy on the on the totem pole, and plus he's a Niners uh, fan. We'll have him just yeah. put in all of your information that you won't have to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's a Niners fan, I'm gonna give him a lot of crap. There you go, perfect. Um, <laughs> do a lot of different things. <laughs> when when we've I think loosely chatted about this, but going back to the Super Bowl, the game against New England. When you left that game, when that with that con- with that concussion, and everyone will kind of point to that that moment. And we don't know what would have happened if you stayed in. Like, man, that was a huge turning point in the game. A lot of people felt, yeah. at least I did too. What? How close were you at that moment to perhaps, perhaps saying, you know what? Maybe, maybe something else is my calling, not football anymore. After what happened in that game, man. So that, that's interesting because uh, so I've I've only had I've, I say only loosely because these are anything to play with. But I've had two concussions in the NFL. One was in Detroit. And when that one happened, I, I told myself, if this was to happen again, I'm definitely going to, you know, stop playing because it's not worth it. I had my first son at the time. I'm like, it, it makes no sense to, to, to earn all this money or to play this game and not enjoy it 10 years, 20 years from now, you know. And uh, so after the Super Bowl one, you know, I definitely considered it. I definitely thought about it. But what I changed most is how I played the game, um, you know, just from the standpoint. I understood – that that a sack or a tackle is just considered a sack or a tackle in the uh, stat column. You know, it, it, it doesn't say big hit, doesn't say, you know, knockout hit, doesn't say any of that stuff. It just says sack or tackle. So once I understood that concept, I definitely changed the way I played, and I actually got more sack fumbles, I think, huh. once that happened. What was the um, – I mean, I, I it's probably easy, Cliff, to point back to, to the Super Bowl as the most crowning uh, – the crowning moment and achievement for you – in, in in the victory over Denver, and you you did such a great job, and I encourage anyone to go read it. What you put up on the Players Tribune, and not only just about your time here, but the impact the fans made. And I think one of the cool stories, and, and Gas can talk to this more than I can, because he's he's been in this market, he's worked in this market far longer than I have. It, it is amazing when the professional athlete here in this city, uh, you know, mm-hmm. makes his makes his mark here, uh, his or her mark. They end up, and they're not from here, but then they end up staying here. Uh, for mm-hmm. the rest of your lives, uh, maybe that's similar to other cities. I I don't know, but I I feel that there is a stronger pull here to remain here after your playing days. For sure, I I, I agree. I don't I don't know. I really don't think most guys usually don't. They usually don't end up staying in the city that they played in. For the most part, most guys aren't in the same city <laughs> that long, anyways. Um, but but Seattle definitely has something about it. You know, from the just the twelves. I I call them the twelves, the fans. Like, they're just amazing people, you know, and they don't treat you just like you're just an athlete. They don't treat you, you know, uh, 
like, I guess, a celeb in a sense, but it's more so, like, just the context of people you get to make. They want to see you succeed outside of football. And I can honestly say there's not that many cities um, that, that, that have that option for players, you know, and, and that's why a lot of guys leave those cities. But Seattle is just a, an amazing place, beautiful place. People are amazing, and it helps that, you know, we won Super Bowl as well. <laughs> Cliff, I've been yelling at people on the radio since I was 15, and one of the things I've, <laughs> I've done over the course of time is I've always tried to use the seat I'm sitting in to make the community I lived in a better place. And mm-hmm. I know from meeting you a couple of months ago when we all got together over here and we talked about what was going to happen, uh, I know that's something you, you want to do as well. And I, I, I'm so excited about that because, A, having a former athlete, a former Seahawk, a guy who's coming in, I mean, that can add so much credibility to what we're doing here. But then adding a guy who's done so much in the community and wants to use this seat to further that. Talk a little bit about that. And maybe it's too early to ask you about plans, but I know that's a big key as to why you're coming into this job. For sure, for sure. To be able to continue to uh, do what I've been doing as far as for, uh, you know, my charitable work. You know, it's, a, it's an awesome platform, uh, you know, and, and my foundation, we've grown so much just being in Seattle and the support behind that has been so, so big for us. Um, and it only makes sense as well, you know, to, to, to bring that, uh, continue to keep that going. And, you know, uh, the Cliff Abel Family Foundation, you know, we have so many different things that we're involved with in Seattle from, you know, a health fair that, that I put on every every fall to being a part of JDR Beat the Bridge, uh, Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, or Research Foundation, so a lot of different things, and then also doing stuff in Haiti. Um, but it's just very important to me to continue to keep doing those things, but also having the support of the city behind me and having this platform to be able to continue to do it. Again, that's uh, Cliff Averill joining us right now. Uh, we will start our brand-new show together, myself and Cliff, uh, later this summer, July 9th, uh, will be the day that uh, we will sit down and, and chop it up from 10 to 1 uh, every yeah. single day. I'm looking at the press release right now. It, it, let's We need to move probably Cliff's name to the, to the front of the marquee. <laughs> Is he not up there? It, well, Jason Puck and the Cliff Averill Show. I would probably oh. just wise to put the Cliff Averill Show and then the chubby guy sitting next to him. Yeah, yeah. That's not really what, what it should read right there. Uh, but we yeah. will start uh, July 9th. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome to... Talk all sports with you, not just football. I mean, that's the thing about Cliff too, and, and getting to know Cliff is that he's just not a he's just not a football guy. It's just not all about NFL. Uh, certainly, we'll yeah. mix in the Mariners, and and it, I'd love. I mean, the the Ichiro topic is a perfect one with a guy you know like Cliff because eventually the game gets everybody. But he's a huge yeah. basketball fan. We have that love in common, which will be awesome. And then yeah. also uh, our our love of shoes. We have an we yeah. he and I yeah. have an addiction to <laughs> Nike shoes. So that will yeah, be great. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like us to ask Coach Carroll if it's okay for you to go out and shake everybody's hands after the game? We could, you know, we could, we could keep you involved still at that, you know, because I'm looking I at want, this. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I still I'm still going to be involved with some of the different things that the Seahawks have going on. Sure, um, you sure. Know, I'm still good friends with with all the D linemen, and I'm actually going to be training with those guys this fall uh, this summer actually, uh, and just giving them my two cents on how they could you know possibly make their game better and eventually make the essentially make the team better and it's it's an interesting year from that perspective cliff because you you there are you are the latest of the high profile guys who won't be a part of things uh, anymore so it's it's interesting to to think what will happen moving forward i keep saying to people look you guys were nine and seven last year with a lot of these same guys not in the lineup all that much it seems like may, maybe that as the transition was happening they've got some of the people in place 
No, I agree. I agree. I mean, Coach Carroll, those guys are smart people, man. Coach Carroll, John Snyder, all those guys are, are extremely smart. You know, it, it looks like chaos to most of us, but they have a game plan. You know, they have a game plan. They had, Like you said, right, they had to play most of the season without some of the guys that aren't even going to be here next year or aren't on the team this year. Uh, so a lot, there's still a lot of experience on, in that locker room, and um, it's going to be interesting to watch, though. It's for sure going to be interesting to watch, and, and you know, I'll be there firsthand to, to give you my opinion on it. Uh, people are all are going to wonder uh, when I say people, uh, me, no, no. Why, why July 9th? Why are we waiting until July 9th to get the new uh, new show started? And the simple answer is Cliff is already exercising his right as a big star radio show. That he has seven, seven to eight weeks of vacation, and he's going to use it right now uh, before he starts. I'm using all my vacation time right now. <laughs> oh, your your vacation breaks will be probably a little bit different than than the rest of ours. But tell people, and you can start wherever you want because you have obviously the, the ping pong slam. We've got the gold rush cherry we could talk about, uh, but we could eat. We could probably just start with your work in Haiti. And Gas kind of talked about it. You know, I think the most powerful thing about any athlete is one, they're really good, they're personable. And then they stick around in the community. And, 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 Cliff, it's not only raising awareness for what happened down in Haiti, what you did this uh, these past few months, but you, you had a plan, a goal, something you wanted to do with every sack that you got that you would help rebuild that country. Uh, and you just didn't talk about it. You actually went down there and did it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a firm believer. I mean, you know, a lot of times when it comes down to donating and money and, and different things like that, you know, that's usually where it stops for most people. Right. But uh, I'm a firm believer on and your time is just as valuable, you know, and, and going out there and spending time with these people, these kids, and, and seeing and giving hope, you know, that's that's a big thing for me. But not only that, like with Haiti, it's such a beautiful country. You know, the the, the media, propaganda, all these different things only like to show you a certain way uh, uh, of how, how things are out there. And my objective is I, I like to change the narrative a little bit. Yes, they need help. Yes, there's a lot of poverty. You know, I'm building homes, building schools and different things like that. But I also want to show how beautiful of a country it is. Right. So, you know, I like to take people to these resorts and show them how beautiful the, the beaches are, uh, you know, all the different vegetation and, and land and, and, again, just how beautiful this place is. Um, and it's a passion of mine. Uh, I'm going to continue to keep doing it. I'm going to continue to keep taking people there and, and, and showing them, hey, you know, everybody that goes on the trip with me, everybody's like, man, I didn't know this. This It was like this. I'm like, well, you know, the DR is the same island, and people don't even realize Haiti and the DR is all, on, all in one island and share the same beaches and share, you know, uh, waterfalls and different things like that. So I'm just passionate about the country and passionate about doing, uh, hopefully, you know, making a change out there and, and giving, you know, those kids some inspiration as well. What do you think you can bring to this job as a, you know, unique to being a former athlete? You know, it's always kind of an interesting dichotomy. There are people that are in radio because they're really good at talking and and, enter, and then there's athletes that come and say, look, I'm good at talking and I played the game. What What does that mean in terms of what you're going to bring in? I think it's just a different insight, right? You know, I've been in the locker room for 10 years. I've, I've played the game for 10 years. Uh, I know what the guys are thinking on, on third and seven. You know, I know how to watch film and all these different things. So just giving a different point of view of someone that's actually done it. Um, and I, I'd like to think I've done it at a high level as well. So uh, I kind of have somewhat of a reputation of, of, of playing the game good, I guess. Um, so just, yeah, giving a different point of view and giving that inside inside thought process of how these guys are thinking. 
Cliff Averill, uh, my new co-host, will start our show together uh, July 9th. He's joining us, so we debuted it to find. It's the I don't know if it's the worst kept secret in the world, but there were a lot of people that would walk around town like, when does Cliff start? I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I have no idea. So what uh, we yeah, we uh, ha- we had. Out. I'm sorry to cut you off. A few people reached out to me too, like, "Hey, you're doing a radio show." I'm like, yeah, I'm, not, "I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think so. What are you talking about?" Oh yeah, it was. It was a hard. It's a hard to keep a secret. I think around these parts, it's one of the most difficult things to do. But I think for the, I'm just happy that I didn't spill it on the air because that was my greatest fear that at some point I was going to let it slip, and I almost did it today. The best thing about Cliff too is this gold rush. You got to tell people about what you're doing, and this is really yeah. kind of the main reason why in July you'll be starting in July. Gas, he is going to be he's going to be Clark W. Griswold, and I don't even know if Cliff, if Cliff knows who Clark W. Griswold is, but he is going to do a, a cross country car drive over eight days. It's like vacation yeah. with Cliff. Tell tell everybody tell everybody about what you're doing, Cliff. So I did this last year. It's called the Gold Rush Rally. It's basically it, it's um if you're a car enthusiast, uh, I'm into cars. I'm into you know the exotics and different things like that. And it's basically a bunch of guys and women, actually, that, you know, uh, drive cross country. And I did it last year from L.A. to Seattle, and they finished in Vegas. This year I decided I'm going to do the whole thing where we start in Boston, and every day we're in a different city from Detroit to Pittsburgh, New York, you know, whatever. But the the twist that I'm going to put on my drive is every city that actually has a football team, I'm going to try to – I'm going to do an interview with these guys – um, to to discuss you know the, the life in NFL and how to save your money. Although we're all going to be in, going to be a lot of exotic cars and different things like that. But I'm going to let them know, hey, I'm a ten year vet. You know, I kind of got this thing. I kind of got this thing. <laughs> how to <laughs> save money? I'm in my Lambo 458. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, I think it, it's going to be good dialogue between me and the, and the guys, and, and you know, it's also going to be experience for those guys. They get to. I mean, it's a it's a crazy experience for me just being able to be around all the. I mean, it's people driving Bugattis, Lamborghinis. I mean, whatever. So it would be an eye-opener for these guys, but also being able to, you know, be able to give them a little knowledge as well as what to expect in the NFL. And then, and then oh, go ahead, guys. No, I, uh, the, and then also people can come out and see you because uh, May 19th, you have the Cliff Averill Family Foundation. You have the, yeah. the Ping Pong Slam at Spin Seattle on May 19th. Uh, you'll be there, and a couple of the other teammates uh, will be there as well. Because I didn't realize in reading the story from the Players' Tribune is, is how much you guys are into ping pong. Yes, it was a big deal, man. For like my first, uh, I want to say year two, three, and four, it was like a big deal. Like that's how we settled all arguments. That's how we settled, uh, you know, guys talking trash. Like, okay, well, see me on the ping pong table. Like it was a big deal. <laughs> and like I never played ping pong until those years. Honestly, oh. we got so good at it. Uh, it was it was interesting, but it was it was another. Like, we didn't realize it, but it was just another way of bonding with each other and, and, and being able to, you know, just have that respect and love for each other. And um, But, yeah, this uh, uh, we're going to have that ping pong tournament at, at Spin Seattle where I'm going to have a few of my, my teammates or ex-teammates, I guess you say now. But uh, we're coming out and we're going to have fun. And it's all for to raise money for JDRF. You know, I, I'm a part of the Beat the Bridge JDRF walk. And you can actually join the Cliff Club as well. I have my own team where people donate to be on the team for a great cause, good conversation. I will not be running it. I'm letting you know that now. <laughs> I will not be running it. We'll walk the whole thing, but we'll have good dialogue and good conversation. So, and more information. Uh, oh, yeah, more information. Go to org. 
uh, for the very least. Well, we'll have. Uh, I know we're, you'll be on throughout the summer. I think we'll have you on and and gearing you up for our debut on July 9th. But uh, I know for everyone here, everyone is super excited. Uh, especially the people in the sales department. I think they're really happy. They're more, they're the happiest people. Yeah, trust me. We had that big meeting, Cliff, and they're oh, we're gonna, they haven't done. There's been nothing done for me because they knew, they knew. And and let me just say for the record, as I said to you that one day, and nobody needs this. This is nothing. No one should take offense to this, but there will be no one back in the Hoosier State surprised that an Indiana grad had to pave the way for a Purdue guy to get a job. It's nice to or, keep up. Or you can look at it as a Purdue graduate came and got the Indiana guy's job. Well, you could, but that's not how I'm choosing to look at it, actually. I'm going to look at it the other way. I'm happy that we got a boiler off the unemployment line yeah. and get him a good job where he can where he can provide for his family for, and pay for his Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. Now, remember some of the rules, you'll, you'll, and I'll remind you of these, when you, especially in your first week. But, I mean... So we uh, we're required by Purple Sheet. You, you may not know who Purple Sheet is yet. That's Rich. That's the that's the guy you've been talking to a lot. That so we call him Purple Sheet. So you're, we're required in a three hour show every day uh, to have ten hot takes. So you have to have ten hot takes every <laughs> single day. Ten of them. Yeah, hot takes. You have to have a you a take that no one else is going to have, and you won't back down. We'll of course start with the hottest take of all: who's better, LeBron or Jordan? But you don't don't tell me now. We'll have to wait oh. until until July for that. And then we're all expecting Michael Bennett, Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson to be on the first show. I'm not, you know, that's just required. First show, first show. the very first show, Cliff, right off the bat. And and now that you're a journalist, if they go zero and one, you are leading the charge to get Carol's job. It's yes. going to be you going, hey, yeah. I'll tell you what they need to do over there. Yeah. The first person must call for his job. And then as ever, and Gas found this, Gas found this out. And then Bucky, who you know, Bucky, he found this out in the morning. Uh, for the first month, sorry, it's our iHeart Media policy. You're required to provide lunch uh, for us every single day. So it's oh, the rookie, the rookie. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's one of those deals. So uh, we'll cut. I, I, maybe, I got you off for like a week, maybe. I can give you the whole month. <laughs> uh, we're super excited again, Cliff. We can't wait uh, for you to start the show. Uh, it's it's great having you on board. You're gonna you are gonna do great at this. It, like I've told you before, it's just two. It's just people sitting around talking about sports. We're not curing anything that's that's life threatening. This is one of the. It's a fun job. It's an easy job, and uh, you'll you are gonna be tremendous at it. So we can't wait for you to start on July 9th. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. I can't wait. We're gonna have a good time. Hopefully, people tune in every single day to to get our input on, you know, a lot of these different things that are going on. So it should be a great time though. Congratulations, Cliff. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, uh Cliff, we'll we'll talk to you soon. There he is, Cliff Averill, a brand new uh, co-host uh, starting on July 9th.